Welcome to 26 Weeks of Awakening. I am your host, Emily Strunk. And we are on week 12. We are not our moods or heightened neurosis. I recently read a metaphor in Ajahn Chah's Collected Teachings, Volume 2, regarding examining everything, even our moods. He says, It's as though someone else has climbed up a mango tree and is shaking down the fruit while we wait to gather them up. The ones which are rotten, we don't pick up. Just gather the good mangoes. It's not exhausting because we don't have to climb the tree. We simply wait underneath to reap the fruit. Cha is explaining that we are observing someone else in the quest of climbing to gather up mangoes or wealth, fame, blame, praise, happiness, and unhappiness. When we think of things or other emotions surrounding them as items external from ourselves, it is easier to see the moods. The mangoes are not us. We are able to be wise. We are the observer of what arises, the feelings, the senses, but we don't see it as ourselves. There is a great adventure in beginning to see life's experiences as the observer, able to see what experiences or activities are the cause of what emotions or moods. Cha further explains, it becomes fun to sift through and sort out these things, what other people call bad, evil, here, there, happiness, unhappiness, or whatever. It all gets taken in for our own profit. Someone else has climbed up the mango tree and is shaking the branches to make the mangoes fall down to us. We simply enjoy ourselves gathering the fruit without fear. If we are able to see the metaphor of mangoes, like emotional events of wealth, fame, praise, criticism, happiness, unhappiness, and all the rest, we can see the unimportance of these things, seeing them as separate from us with a serene heart. I am a kinesthetic person, prone to feeling deep emotions above all life activity. My emotional lake is constantly in danger of flooding or spilling over. I have worked in the past to gain control over my emotions and my moods, seeing them as an overpowering, controlling symptom of a life of no discipline. It wasn't until I discovered Buddhist teachings that I began to understand my view of self-blame on over-emotion and the stifling of emotions as the wrong approach. Pema Chodron taught me to examine my feelings, to really explore what feelings caused for me internally. I began to explore emotion rather than stifle it. I began to look deeper, to see the triggers for positive emotion and negative. What I discovered in this examination was I am the observer of the emotion or the mood. I am not the mood. I began to see I could separate myself internally and watch how I reacted, 
how things or events activated certain feelings within me and what those feelings caused for me physically and mentally. I saw thought outside the circle of emotions. This awakening caused me to become aware of descriptions we all have of our personalities and of others. Oftentimes, these descriptions are centered around our moodiness or stoic behavior. He's angry all the time or she's too happy and positive. Like I described myself here, I'm kinesthetic by nature. I identified myself as being highly empathic and sensitive to emotions. Now, while that may be true, I can choose to observe this part of me and use it as a benefit or I can let it control me and be overwhelmed by emotional waves throughout my daily living. Pema calls observing compassionate inquiry into our moods, emotions, and thoughts, and says this is fundamental to our process of awakening. By taking a step back and reacting more slowly, Over time, our process of action versus reaction in the world around us changes. It is also directly linked with the continual practice of letting go of attachments and noticing again and again when we are clinging. Recently, I was in a situation that I had been pondering and observing for months. And I discussed this in the last episode of our podcast. My job as a teacher, I loved. I had been able to help many attain goals that they had with their education, but more than that, many of them were able to see what they were capable of. But my identity was sucked into this. And even though I am discovering this pathway or trying to, I still got wrapped up into the attachment of the identity as someone who is helping others, viewed as a good teacher, seen as capable and smart. I also became attached to the silliest of creature comforts, like having an office, a place of solitude, a place to get away. As a result of these attachments developing, I was putting up with daily condescension and mistreatment from my supervisor. I endured her mind games, her deceptive behavior, her bold lies, and her abuse of me and others in order to keep the security of this job and its perceived creature comforts. I was moody angry, hurt at times, crying, and exhausted daily. But I stopped examining these things. When I would contemplate getting a different job, a voice inside me would say, no, no, please, no. So I stayed, enduring the emotions, becoming the emotions, and clinging tighter and tighter. I allowed myself to be the one climbing up the mango tree and shaking the branches for happiness, value, 
identity mangoes. And wanting more than ever for the environment to become healthy so I could maintain the illusion of ground. I was in a state that Pema Chodron calls heightened neurosis, where even though I was the observer of my emotions, trying to walk the pathway of bodhicitta, I was becoming my moods again, surrounding this issue, dropping right back into a pattern of abusive, unhealthy relationships in order to achieve the gains my psyche habitually needs acceptance and validation. I was seeking ground and security again. Seeing this teacher come at me again in a new way stunned me. It wasn't present in a flagrantly verbally abusive relationship with a man, but with a supervisor. It wasn't surrounded by substance abuse this time, but creature comforts of security in a job. But it was the same demon. Once I noticed this, I began to stop clinging and outwardly express my views or discomfort in some of the ways I was treated with her supervisor. Needless to say, this did not end well. And I needed to find a new job. Thanks be to the universe and the teachers that keep coming until we learn. This I learned. I learned that there is much less suffering when we stop clinging to attachments. When I walked away from this, I was immediately at ease. I became aware of more endurance and courage that I had forgotten. I became free of fears that had caused me to cling. My suffering immediately lifted. Stepping back from emotion when it begins to overtake is something that is extremely important. There are many times in my life when I feel overwhelmed when I feel free-floating anxiety. And I have to stop myself so that I don't spiral out of control in fear and really bring myself to the present moment, evaluating what's surrounding me and the beauty I am in the midst of. You see, All these emotions, though they seem so important when they're happening, are just emotions. And like everything else we've been talking about, they're impermanent. So often I see references in Buddhist teachings about our emotions not only being impermanent, but referenced so fleeting as passing storms. As weather, what's the weather report today? We get up and kind of take stock of how we feel, not only in our physical form, but our state of mind. Just like we do when we turn on the radio or the TV or now look at the internet to see what's the weather going to be like today. 
But we are not our moods. Your moods, my moods, they are just passing weather. And if I can begin to continually look or start looking at my emotions and the symptoms of things happening within my life as fruit being shaken down from the tree. Oh, look at that mango. Look at that mango. Look at that stress, that happiness, that fear, that pleasure, that suffering, just as they are a fruit falling from a tree or a storm or a sunshiny day passing by. I will put it into perspective and not get swallowed up by it, making decisions and reacting based on my emotions. When I feel overwhelmed, that is when I must step back. When emotions are overcoming, that is when I must sit still and stay. Not hiding from them, not shoving them in a box, but when I have the second that I need to just breathe, really sink my teeth into that emotion, be there with it, but know that it is not me. I am sitting here with an emotion that is like a storm cloud or like a wind or like a sunshiny day. It's not going to last. It's not going to change my life. It's just passing weather. And as I begin to see that more and more and notice the change that happens time and time again and how impermanent each of those states of mind are and the fears that are behind all of those emotions that I feel when I am in that overwhelm mode, I can begin to find that balance, that balance that we all search for, that balance that first started me on the path to inquiring on Eastern religions, searching for balance, getting away from heightened neuroses, high pleasurable happiness, low, sad depression and anxiety, getting away from those ups and downs, finding balance, getting away from the stress and the running around of daily material life and finding balance, seeing my emotions as fruit from the mango tree rather than something that is me, that fruit is not me, it is just fruit and I'm observing it taking stock in it, but I am not allowing it to be me. I'm just allowing it to pass by, noticing it, noticing what caused that to occur, but not letting it control, not letting it overtake. 
as we keep coming back more and more and more in the talks that we're doing in these 26 weeks, and we're almost midpoint in our 26 weeks of awakening, note some of the things that we have talked about that keep circling back. And one of the most important things that we're circling back to is mindfulness. Mindfulness is not just a state of mind, but it's a tool. It's a tool to remind me of who I am, where I am, why I am. It's a tool that brings me back to what's important, reshapes my priorities, and helps me not be controlled by things that are impermanent. Thank you for joining me today in We Are Not Our Moods and Heightened Neuroses. I hope to see you for week 13 in 26 weeks of awakening. I am your host, Emily Strunk. Remember to stay present in your day. Namaste. Namaste.